0: Welcome to the News with NDTV. The day is Wednesday, February 21st. In today's episode, Samajwati Party and Congress deal for Lok Sabha polls. Farmers makeshift tanks to cross 45 Punjab-Haryana borders for Delhi Chalo. Rao over Sikh IPS officer being called Khalistani by BJP's Suvendu Adhikari. And US rejects call for ceasefire in Gaza once again. First up, Akhilesh Yadav hints at a seat pact with Congress. Ending rumours of another defection from the India bloc, Samajwadi Party's Akhilesh Yadav has confirmed an alliance with Congress for the upcoming Lok Sabha polls, claiming he has no dispute with Rahul Gandhi. The Samajwadi Party will contest 62 out of the 80 Lok Sabha seats in Uttar Pradesh, with 17 seats for Congress, sources said. Rumours of a possible split arose when Samajwadi Party allegedly offered only 17 seats, and Mr Yadav was poised to skip Mr Gandhi's Bharat Jodo Nyayatra in his home state. Sources suggest senior leaders, along with Sonia Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Vadra, intervened and asked Congress leaders to be more realistic and not have unreasonable demands. Reports suggest some in Congress are still pushing for 19 seats instead of 17. Quelling the speculation, Mr Yadav said, quote, all's well that ends well. There is no dispute and an alliance will happen, unquote. He added, quote, what happened in Chandigarh, no one ever saw a vote theft like this. Is this an election? The BJP is not a party, but a gang. I congratulate the Supreme Court for their help. Unquote. He also congratulated Ahmadmi Party and Congress for fighting till the end on this issue. While one ally has confirmed their support, the Congress could be losing another India Bloc ally in Delhi. Reports suggest talks between Congress and Ahmadmi Party have hit a snag over seat-sharing. The Congress allegedly demanded four of the total seven seats in Delhi NCR. Next up, several farmers were injured and one was reportedly in a serious condition from a head injury after a second round of tear gas shelling at Shambhu and Kanori borders. An act the DIG of Patiala range called unprovoked action. DIG HS Buller said that the Haryana police used 14 tear gas shells, without any provocation, as the farmers began their march towards Delhi from the Shambhu border. Mr Bhullar said that he has registered his protest with the Haryana police on this. After a phone call between farmer leaders and union government officials, the farmers have demanded an official statement on MSP for all crops by either the Home Minister or the Prime Minister, failing which they will continue their march towards Delhi. To surpass the borders fortified with cement blocks, barbed wires and shipping containers – farmers have equipped themselves with makeshift tanks using earth-excavating machinery like the JCB. While the authorities have deployed nearly 3,500 Punjab police personnel, Haryana has suspended internet services in seven districts and acoustic weapons along with drones with tear gas have been deployed across all borders. After rejecting the government's proposal on a five-year MSP plan for pulses, maize and cotton, the protesting farmer unions have resumed their Dilli Chalo call. It was briefly put on hold for the farmers' meeting with the centre. In light of the farmers' makeshift tanks and apprehending a forceful removal of barriers, Haryana police have requested their Punjab counterparts to seize all earth-moving or bulldozer-style vehicles. The Ambala police have filed a case against unknown drivers for taking Pokhlan machines with the intent to destroy public property. Notably, the Kanori border, where farmers were injured in tear gas shelling, did not have any makeshift JCB tanks. Next, after a Sikh IPS officer accused a BJP leader of using a religious slur against him, the BJP has now accused the COP of being political. The BJP has come out strongly against allegations that its Bengal leader, Suvendu Adhikari, used Khalistani slur against a Sikh IPS officer, during a face-off between BJP workers and the police near Sandeshkhali Island. The BJP claimed that Jaspeed Singh violated the Calcutta High Court order, which allowed Mr. Adhikari to visit Sandeshkhali. The party alleged Bengal police was more interested in being a political player than policing. Mr. Adhikari alleged that the ruling Trinamool Congress cooked up the issue to divert attention from Sandeshkhali. The incident from Tuesday went viral on social media where Mr Singh was seen accusing a BJP leader of calling him a Khalistani simply because he wore a turban. There was a scuffle between Bengal police and BJP members when Mr Adhikari, leader of the opposition in the state assembly, was on his way to Sandeshkhali, which has hit headlines amid allegations of land grab and extortion against local Trinamul leaders. The BJP has also alleged that the aides of Trinamul strongman, Sheikh Shah had sexually harassed women. In a post on X, Bengal BJP said state police officers had reduced themselves to doormats of Trinamul, whereas the Bengal police posted that strict action will be taken and that they stand in solidarity with their police force personnel. The BJP also questioned why Bengal police has not been able to arrest Shah Jahan yet. The strongman has been missing since a mob of his supporters attacked a team of the Enforcement Directorate that had gone to Sandesh Khali for a raid against him in a corruption case. Breaking from breaking news, Anushka Sharma and Virat Kohli welcomed a baby boy. But this big news regarding them was not the highlight. Within 24 hours of the announcement, hundreds of social media accounts with the name Akai Kohli have flooded comment sections and each claimed to be done by either Papa Kohli or Mama Sharma. Some even posted satire scam posts where a less than a day old Akai is asking for cash investments from random strangers on the internet. Now back to News. The United States of America has once again vetoed the call for a ceasefire in war-torn Gaza in a United Nations resolution drafted by Algeria, while the United Kingdom abstained from voting. According to the Palestinian Health Ministry, at least 29,195 Palestinians have been killed, and 69,170 injured in Israeli attacks on Gaza since October 7th. The death toll in Israel from the October 7th Hamas-led attacks stands at 1,139. This week, Israel carried out several bombings, including on a shelter where refugees waited for food aid, along with a hospital and camps for injured civilians. This marks the third time that the US has rejected calls for a ceasefire even as Washington circulated a resolution that it would support a temporary ceasefire linked to the release of all Israeli captives from the Palestinian enclave. This move has united both US allies and enemies alike, as Israel continues its raids in the West Bank. China has expressed strong disappointment and dissatisfaction with the US, according to Xinhua News Agency. China said the US veto sends a wrong message, pushing the situation in Gaza into a more dangerous one, adding that the objection to a ceasefire in Gaza is nothing different from giving the green light to continued slaughter. While Russia's ambassador to the UN, Vasily Nabizanya, said the US veto marked another black page in the history of the Security Council. He accused the United States of trying to play for time so that Israel could complete its inhumane plans for Gaza namely to squeeze the Palestinians out of the territory and completely cleanse the enclave. Algeria's envoy said that the UNSC has failed once again and warned the move could have profound consequences for the Middle East as a whole. And lastly, in a major space technology development, Indian Space Research Organisation has confirmed their CE-20 cryogenic engine has passed the test to carry humans to space with flying colours. It is a part of the Gaganyan project, slated for launch in 2025, which aims to demonstrate ISRO's capability to send humans into space and return them safely to Earth, landing in Indian territorial waters. ISRO now has a human rating for its CE-20 cryogenic engine that powers the cryogenic state of human-rated LVM3 launch vehicle for Gaganyan human spaceflights, completing the final round of ground qualification tests. In simple words, the Indian Space Research Organisation has confirmed their new engine is fit to carry humans to space. They made sure these engines were ready with 39 hot-firing tests under different operating conditions. In the ground qualification test, to qualify for human rating, the engine was put through an endurance test and performance assessment. The conditions were both normal and adverse, such as in case of fluctuating thrust or push, pressure in the propellant tank and changing external pressure. According to ISRO, the standard minimum human rating qualification for this test is 6,350 seconds. But their CE20 engine surpassed the test with 8,810 seconds. That's all for today. You were listening to the News with NDTV, your daily newspaper and TV news bulletin wrapped in a compact podcast. If you want to catch up with the day's events in a hurry, do remember to subscribe to the News with NDTV on Spotify, Apple Music and the NDTV News app. This is your host Anviti, signing off.